Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh. Yeah. What's going on, everyone? For the last time this season, for the last time this year, before we have a weird World Cup that's cutting off everything, I'm joining you as your host, Elliot Barr, and joining me are two guys that had to watch some amazing soccer over the weekend that are fortunate in the net, include our beloved Richmond Kickers. It's Matt and Chenier. How are you guys doing? Uh, I wouldn't say amazing. Sir, we there was had some amazing MLS Cup final. That that okay, yeah, that one I would say stood out crazy. That was insane. <laughs> yeah, some good soccer, some good soccer. Oh, and yeah, okay. I guess there were some amazing soccer because I I was jumping up and down on the couch with the Leeds game. <laughs> See? Crazy soccer. I know, yeah. Also, the guy that was wishing for chaos and death among teams, it's Mr. Matt. I mean, that's not that's not unique. That's... <laughs> I think the only guy that was openly rooting for Chattanooga just to watch the world burn. Yeah, I mean, if I don't get happiness, why does anybody else? Yeah, that just reminds me right now of like the evil doctor who's just sitting there eating a bag of popcorn is like, you know what, I'm just gonna root for the most amount of chaos and just let it play out how it happens. Yeah, I mean, nice thing is I really didn't carry their way out. Let's be real, I was you know rooting for you know 2020 run back and you know nice little COVID outburst down in Statesboro, Georgia. Seems like a likely spot it could have happened. Uh but no, wasn't to be. Uh, you know, oddly enough, you saying that is the same place where Walking Dead took place at. Would have been very weird <laughs> if we got that outbreak again. They play, you know, takes place in a place where a whole hell of a lot of people tomorrow are going to root for, you know, CTE Herschel Walker, you know, to be an elected official. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll trust those people. Yeah. By the way, folks, take time to vote tomorrow if you listen to this podcast. Or you listen to this podcast, make sure you go vote. Maybe not if you have terrible opinions, though. Yeah, that's it. Maybe not that. Um, well, guys, this is the probably the pod that we look forward to the most. Well, I do, because it's always the funnest episode. Outside oh, of yeah. Podcast. Well, no, preseason podcast is maybe the funnest, because that's when my optimism is at its highest. So this is a close second. But... We have our all our 
postseason wrap-up show where we talk about everything that happened during this year, our favorite moments, our saddest moments, things that we wish for for next year. We start off here at this moment. But before we get to that, we have a couple of awards to get through. And a couple of kickers won a couple of awards. So let's start off with your da, 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 Young Player of the Year. Mr. Ethan Bryant won Young Player of the Year. Are you guys shocked by this? Were you guys kind of certain it was going to be his award, given that he didn't make neither one of the USL league teams? Um, I wasn't surprised when I saw who the finalists were. Um, looking at um, Omar Sis from Charlotte and uh, Jibba from from uh, Union, uh, you look at Ethan's season, especially the second half of the season, and uh, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer when you look at his performance and how he has literally been the catalyst for this team in the second half of the season in terms of um, the control of the midfield, he has really, he really took that number eight spot and made it his own. And basically is, is literally was playing like a maestro out there um, for the second half of the season. So it's, for me, it's a no brainer uh, between those three finalists to, to win the MV, the um, young player of the year award. Yeah, see, I mean, it seemed pretty much like a lock once you saw the nominees. I think that's one of the benefits of uh, the MLS two teams being out of the picture now is that you know you don't have to worry about you know the 16, 17 year old hot shots where the league's going you know for uh, you know kind of future clout recognition you know over actual you know, production at times. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean I, I don't know how much more there is you know, to say about it. You know, Schneer said it pretty well. Yeah. No, I mean, when this award got announced, and I think you said it like, Shanae, like it kind of seemed like a no-brainer. It does feel very on-brand for the league to be like, oh, we're going to give it to Omar Sis because he's in the USL team of the season over Ethan Bryant, which made no sense. But, I mean, I'm neither here nor there. But, um, yeah, happy for him to win it. I did say this on Twitter. If he stays next year, I'm definitely putting Ethan Bryant in my like MVP voting in my MVP race next year. Yes, um, even though even though it's okay. even though uh, speaking generally, it's very hard for a player that's further away from goal than the ten to win <laughs> to win the MVP. I mean, I um, think the league wouldn't do it, but me personally, I would be like, "Yo, he would be, he would be up there." Yeah, I guess. Yeah, for I mean, for me too. I mean, if if he plays anything like he did the second half of this season, he's definitely in the running. Yeah. Um, I I I I'm keeping fingers, toes, arms, legs crossed to see if we can hang on to him because. The kid is quality. Oh, yeah, yes, I quality. mean, but... at the end of the day, the kid is quality, and and he is he's the type of player you can build a team around. As young as he is, with the way he plays and the way he controls the midfield, you can build a team around him. Oh 
Yeah, 100%. But I will also say this. If DC United wanted to back up that big truck, I'm all fine with it. Of course. I mean, he's got um, to look out for number one first. Yeah, I will sell my <laughs> happiness if it means DC United is willing to give us money. In the way how that organization is being ran, whoo. Ted, if you're listening to this, I hope the best for you, buddy. I'm sorry you have to do <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's on you. Um, <laughs> we move on to the war that came out, I think, on Thursday. Am I doing my math right? Yeah, Thursday. Um, Darius Watson went coach of the year over Ian Cameron and Jim Weekly. Not going to lie to you, when this announcement came out, it took me about six minutes to realize the league did not get this wrong. Because I did not have Darren winning it. And I love Darren. And I'm pretty sure Darren, the next time he's going to see me and look at me and be like, So you ain't having your coach of the year? They're like, No coach of the year. <laughs> Well, I didn't either, but I, I, for for the absolutely felt he deserved it. But we know how USL behaves. So, based on how USL one behaves, I was like, they're not going to give it to him, even though he's supposed to get it. They're not going to give it to him. But they actually got it right. They actually picked the correct coach and didn't go for the money grab or the clout or money you know, grab. <laughs> what's the money? What's the money grab in USL one coaching freeze? <laughs> when I say money grab, I mean I mean the term more figuratively. But uh, I mean you know the the oh let's go for. I mean the, I wouldn't have been surprised if it, if John Harks won it again or something like you know it, it's just an issue of they go after clout so much, but they actually got this one right. They picked the coach who had the most uh, whose team won the league played the most exciting soccer and performed on the field and week in week out made the changes he needed to make in order to make a difference game game in and game out it's a no-brainer that he should have won it but usl league one being usl league one i'm surprised they got it right well, I will say this. Hey, Matt, my fault. Jack and John, you about to say something or anything? Okay. Um, I will say this. For instance, they usually give it to the coach who had who wins the regular season award. It's been given to the coach who wins the regular season. The reason why I didn't think Darren was going to win it is because, one, he didn't get to the final, and I felt like the league was going to hold it against him. It would be like, yeah. oh, we're going to give it to the, you know, the two coaches that are in the final. It's going to be between them. And then he he's – has not won a coach of the month this entire year. So the list for coach of the month went like this. It went, hold on, where's the list at? Yeah, here it is. It went Ian Cameron, John Bradford, John Harks, Ian Cameron, Jay Mims, John Perlman. And I was really like, all right, it's, it's got to be Ian. Like he took a team from 11. And look, I know South Tormenta put a lot of money into this team this year. It's kind of like low-key they went all in this year. Like this is the year they went all in on. But he took this team from 11th place last year to uh, a top three team and getting their first home home playoff game. Like, I I would have thought it would be him. I I did. Well, here's here's the thing. This is I think this is the reason why they didn't give it to Ian. It's like, why were you 11th? 
at 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 the point you were and it's not like oh after the first three games they had a rough first three games and they were in 11th no it was like almost halfway through the season they were 11th like no 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 why no. were you last year not this year last year like he took that team from 11th place to top three this year they were eh, they bounced the around a lot they were always middle of the pack this year yeah they were middle they, of the pack and then, you know, over the last two months, they heated up. But it was just like, okay. Like, I, I, I could have just seen the league giving it to him because it just seemed like he was going in that direction. And I wanted to Well, I, I think one uh, an element you need to look at is Darren's consistency. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, he's been consistent. Like, I think he's had – All season. And, and that's the thing. All these other coaches, even including Ian – have had their ups and downs all season. Darren has literally been on a straight line track. Yeah, I mean, we said it before. Like, it's like every time you think Darren's about to win coach of the month, another coach has had like a crazy month. Like, Perman, the end of the year, Mims in August. Like, it's just like another coach has had like a crazy month. So it was like, all right, well, Darren's not going to get it. I mean, but he won the big award. He has that in the regular season trophy. Yeah, we're going to get into debate about an award. Let's get to the good one, rather than oh, try to you know, talk about you know, Tormenta. I don't care about them. <laughs> and then the war that mm, the war right the MVP war. I don't know why I struggle with that. They gave it to Mr. Emiliano Tazagi. He is the third. He is the first person ever in American soccer to win three MVP awards back to back to back. Yeah, and once again. I would have lost my house because I had my money on Bologna's getting this. Yeah, it was a little. I, mean, I, I was surprised. I thought you know Johnny was going to win it you know, too. If you read the article, you know, I want to know you know, you know just for transparency's sake, I want to know you know who actually votes on these things. So uh, it's technical staff, from what I've been seeing, and I'm okay, then, then there's you know multiple people who need to have their voting revoked because how on earth does Arthur Rogers get seventeen percent of the vote? In that case, there's no world. There's no world where that dude is the MVP of the league. Like I don't mind Emmy winning. I really don't. Uh, you know, he still deserved. And uh, I think the best case, you know, you know, to make you know, in Emmy's favor is look at that Madison game where we clinched. He wasn't there for that game. Did you see how our offense worked? Yeah. Without him there. Yeah. Side note: It didn't work. <laughs> That game at yeah. all, like it's a little rougher without you know Bolanias, but you know functional enough. There are you know players who could step in and replace him. We've what, what three years you know running now without a real Emmy replacement. Yeah, I mean, even, at, even at an okay level, and that's that. That's a good point. That's a good point, Matt. Because it is he replaceable? That's the question. Like with the numbers that he's put up over the past three years. Is he replaceable? <laughs> like, can can you find someone who can give you as close to that, even close to that level of productivity in front of goal? I mean, give me half. For a backup, give me half. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think we you know, have seen that yet. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's you know the real you know benefit you know of him. Uh, I mean, obviously there's the goals, which I think a lot of us. Uh, 
you know, can kind of recognize is probably a big driver of why he you know received the award because it's really easy to look at you know the big counting stat and you know value that so much more than the second counting stat of assists where Bologna's you know, led the charge by a significant margin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It just it just felt like it was made for. It just felt like it was really made for Bolaños and whatnot to get it this year, just because of the year that he was having and whatnot. And like, I mean, we're gonna talk about it later, but like impactful, those meaningful moments. And I say Amy doesn't have it, but it just—I don't know. Maybe I'm just so taking it so hard because I really thought it was gonna be Bolaños' award. I mean, well, I think you know, well, another thing is, I, I honestly think the people that are voting for these awards are simply looking at numbers they're not looking at more than just numbers because what Bolaños has done for the kickers this season can't be quantified by numbers. And I think that's the problem. Um, the team looks completely different with Johnny not playing. Uh, he He's electrifying on that left side. He, I think he probably has almost every single right back in the league in his pocket now. Like he has, he has, <laughs> I, like, at the, of course, USL League One isn't at that, that level of clout, but if he were playing at the level of, let's say, MLS or La Liga, he would have ended some careers with the way he was cooking people on that left side. I say it's a lot more likely in people's careers in League One than you know, guys at you know that level. Well, no, because those <laughs> guys at that level. Here. <laughs> here's the thing: guys at that level aren't. I mean, them somebody getting their ankles broken in League One isn't going to break Twitter the way someone getting their ankle broken in the Premier League or Champions League or MLS is. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm but, going. I'm going completely literal, like. Oh yeah, well. <laughs> you, you, you get ripped here. Where else are you going? You know, Nisa. I mean, that's might as well be your career over. Yeah, you know, basically. It is. So right, you could literally end careers. You know, here and I'm thinking. I'm thinking back to you know Shorty on Omaha that he just absolutely scorched. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, and both types of things. There's no number to 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 really portray that. You know what I mean? So I the other thing that hurt Bolaños and then, I mean it's killing me you know making these cases uh but I'm you know, trying to balance it out to back up Emmy a little bit is I mean, he didn't miss a third of the year yeah and that's yeah. true that's true missed a third of the year and, and Matt you always talked about it like missed a number of one-on-ones like I feel like you haven't worried about that I don't there's no chance other people no, 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 I'm just saying like if he scores those right <clears throat> my bad <clears throat> like if he scores those and whatnot, it just makes the overall case against him looks even better. Like, hey, like he has double digit goals, double digit assists, oh, even yeah. though he missed a third of the season, and he still produced like this. Like, you know, that's yeah. All. If you put yeah, yeah, a double double case. in this league, I gotta think they're a slam dunk. You know, MVP. You know, yeah, but no, like, isn't god awful? Oh yeah, no. But also, like, 100% credit to Emmy, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this man's been on a three-year stretch where he's arguably been the best player in the league, you know? Yeah. And th- that's, that's the thing, because I think 
I remember we were thinking at the beginning of the season that he might not win the golden boot because we have so much quality on the team that the goals would be spread out. And they have been more spread out this year than they normally have. And he still wins the golden boot. So that's, <laughs> that, that, that is something in his favor it, yeah, with regards to, to, to consideration. It just seems like every challenge you put in front of this man was like 2020. It was like, all right, can he do it again? Yes. All right, 2021, then the challenge became like, well, if the team is more spread out with more um, spread out with more scores and whatnot, can he do it again? Yes. 2022, <laughs> then it became, well, he can't do it for a third time, can he? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, the last two years, it was Emmy or bust, and this year it wasn't necessarily. No. It yeah. wasn't. Yeah, and it wasn't, uh, and it's still, yeah. The other thing that works in his favor, it's not a stat piece, but I mean, you ask, you know, fans of any other team in this league, like, you know, what's who's the player you're afraid of? It's pretty much always Emmy because, you know, you, you know, hear talking to you know, people like, yeah, if, you know, if he gets, you know, on the ball in the box, you know, scared to death that, you know, it's going to be an instant goal. Yeah. And I don't think anybody else, you know, has uh, that level of fear, respect, depending on perspective, you know, built up yet. Yeah, no. Hey, what? I think he needs what seven more goals to get to fifty. No, he's already at uh, what forty-five league goals. Forty-five. Okay, I didn't know if it was forty-five or forty-three. So he needs five more. Okay. Yeah, oh so five God. more to get to fifty. So if he if he's not going anywhere, uh, he's getting fifty. Because there's no way he's scoring less than five. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he's not going anywhere, he's chasing Rob down. Yeah. Let me ask you this, man, before we move on to uh, our our awards that really matter. Over under, I'm going to set the over under at 10 for when Emmy breaks 50. Are you going over or under? What, 10 games? Game 10? Yeah, 10 games. Him to get to 50. Go over. Over. What you got, Engineer? Yeah, say over because I know it may seem like it has nothing to do with it, but when you look at the type of person Darren is, he's going to be busy this off season. And I think he's going to build a squad that is really going to create goal threats from as many places as possible. So I, I think Terzaghi will next season, even though he'll, he'll never be that, but I think he will be a little bit closer to a luxury because of the players that Darren acquires. He will be one of those guys that's like, oh, yeah, if we need a pop in the goal, Emmy's going to put it in. But other than that, we have players who can do it now. I, I, I just – I don't think Darren ever sits on his laurels. Like, he's, he's not going to be like, oh, yeah, well, I won the league. Well, let's see what we can do next season. No, he's going to be like, no, we're going to build an even better squad next year. Like, I think that's his goal. So – 
unless it he he leans on Terzaghi as like we're gonna create a team around you that is going to literally make it easier for you to score. Basically, are we going to turn you into Erling Holland, or are we going to turn you to a bay where you've got Neymar and Messi around him creating and doing and scoring goals as well? So you're not going to get as much from it. So that that's it's 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 a tough one for me, but I think I'm going to go with over as well. I will be honest with you. I'm going to under. I think if he gets to the eight, <laughs> if you get this fifty, we keep it pushing. Overall, so hedges against the really bad answer, but yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So hey, congrats to Emmy getting his third MVP, man. Yep. I mean, there's literally nothing this man hasn't won yet. Mm. Well, outside of the one trophy that really matters, um, but he's done everything else. Like his profile is solid, and we just lost an air. He'll come back though. Um, <laughs> but. <clears throat> Matt, we move on. Um, USO did something really cool. Well, the USL Players Association did something really cool. They signed a CBA. So, um, real quick, I'll read off what the CBA is. Pretty much now the and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, because you're probably better at explaining this. But like now, the players have like a fundamental like tool when negotiating like contracts, where they stay at, air travel, medical leave, things like that, right? Yeah, so I mean, you know, it's part. So League One got you know their own CBA. The uh, you know Championship had one previously. Uh, so you know, as part of the you know USL Players Union, you know now there's going to be a lot more you know codified elements in their contracts. You know, you know minimum compensation. Uh, you know, you know family leave. You know if something you know happens. You know, you know quality of you know travel accommodations. You know uh, injury care. Things like that. So, you know, it's player protection, just like any other, uh, you know, union you know, situation would be. You know, uh, you know, workers' rights getting you know, protected. You know, here, great that the league was uh, you know able and willing you know to be able to you know, play along uh, with all all of this. Uh, you would hope that you know this isn't going to be like a radical change for the players, and that you know the guys are being taken care of already. But uh, it'll set you know, floors at the very least. And also, our very own um, Vincenzo, Vincenzo Candela is on the board, uh, along with Andre, Andre Wheeler, um, Nadu, and Keelan Fox. Um, they were pretty much the bargaining committee for this. So shout out to Candela, man, for being a part of this and getting this through. Because it, it was good to see it happen for championship players, but like lower league players and whatnot, and you hope like, this only does nothing but to set a good precedent for future negotiations and things like that in the future. Um, if I can find the chart, I think there was like a layout of like what the yeah here it is. So yeah, like we can post we can post that out later on. Yeah, yeah, I found it. All right, so I'll post that out later on. But I mean, they're getting paid, so that's the good thing about it. Um, moving on, we've got a new ticket thing dealing with SeatGeek. Um, some people in the Red Army have already been talking about it, seem pretty upset, but I'm not gonna lie. It, I hope it's better than the system that we have now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were you buying tickets like that? I buy my season ticket and then just download them individually. Like the only only other ticket 
you know, I bought was, you know, open cup game and playoff game. Okay. Yeah. So I was buying them, dude. What was it? Was it uh, Shanair Fizo? Fivo? Yeah. I mean, you still had to use that to get the season tickets and everything downloaded. And, you know, it's a little bit of a pain, but yeah. uh, I mean, hopefully this, you know, SeatGeek infrastructure works better. Yeah, hopefully so. But we'll there's see. already um, five teams that's already using it. Charleston Battery, Colorado Springs, Hartford, Louisville City, and New Mexico United. And there's going to be five additional teams this year that are going to use it. We're one of them, of course. FC Tulsa, Detroit City, Lexington, who's coming into USL League One next year, Monterey Bay, and, well, of course, that's Richmond Kicker. So, SeatGeek seems to be the way of how things are going to be going. Hopefully, it all works out smoothly. And fingers crossed. I hope I think I did see John talk about it that um the search the fees and whatnot, but I don't know how that's gonna look right now at this moment in time. So deal with it later. Yep, that's a five month me problem, not right now me problem. Um all right, so guys, we move on to the best part of the show where now we get to talk and talk about our favorite players. So we start off first with defensive MVP. Guys, who do you have as your defensive MVP? Jalen. Okay, we got a Jalen. Any any reason why on Jalen, Shanae? Consistency, leadership, just the 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 presence that he brings in the back. I, I, I don't know if Jalen ever had this season ever had like a bad game. I, I don't, I can't think of any game where he was singled out as like, Oh, he had a bad game. And you usually get a few of those as a center back because of the, it, it's it's the nature of the beast of being a center back. But Jalen has been consistent all year long. He had that one game where he kind of forgot what which team he was playing for. <laughs> I mean, this man does. He scored two goals this year. He also has two whole goals this year. I love Jalen. Well, own goals is 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 the fleas that come with the dog of being a, a center back. To be honest with you, I mean, you are the most likely to score an own goal stop, on the field. Stop, stop. What did you just say? Yeah, no, he said. Yeah, that's what he said. You said that's the fleas of being the dog. Was what? Say no, that the fleas, the fleas that come with the dog. Shadir, have you ever heard another person say that, or did you just make that up on the spot? Oh, I've heard that. That's a very common saying. I've heard it many times from many people. The flea, it's the fleas that come with the dog. It's the negative that comes with 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 something. It's it's the bad. It's the it's the lot you get by being a center back. You are out oh, of all players that, on the that, field, the I most likely that terminology used before. <laughs> Go take your dog to the groomers, bro. <laughs> oh no, he's good. He's good. <laughs> uh, mo- moving on from this, I'll, I'll throw one to Akira for this. You know, you know he was the constant in the back. Uh, you know he, you know he was able to keep things you know organized. Uh, you know throughout the year, we talked 
you know, plenty of times about all the you know, saves that he made. And a lot of it was you know, because of good organization, good positioning. Uh, so made his life a lot easier. He definitely had some of those games, uh, you know, the first uh, game in Madison where, you know, he single-handedly you know, kept the team, uh, you know, afloat, you know, for a while. So, yeah, I'll throw, you know, Akira a vote on this one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Stephen Payne, man. One, he came in and did something useful at that right back spot after what we had last year, which was a rock back there. Contributed uh, well offensively, was sturdy in the back defensive. Outside of the one, outside of the 19 minutes that he played against Flake when that very first game, the man didn't have a bad game. He did it. And I will be real with you. Like, if Arthur Rogers can get in the MVP uh, voting for the league, so can Stephen Payne. The guy did great on that job. Like, for as far as for as far up as he was playing, he was never out of position. Tracked back well. Yeah. Yeah, that boy's got a, an engine on him. Yeah, he was solid, man. Um, definitely my favorite. So three way split there. Um, three way split there. We'll go with that. Um, so we move on now to offensive MVP. So, Shanair, we'll start with you again, sir. We can just re- rewind this episode back like 10 minutes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just <there you> go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I... go back to it be like that. So, I think it's all safe to say what we got Emmy and Bologna. Yeah, anyone else you guys want to give a nod to, or I, I mean, there's guys who had flashes you know throughout the year, I think. Uh, you know, away. Bentley you know, had a great start moment. to the season. Uh, you know, Bentley, you know, had his, uh, you know, moments in there. You know, Neil had his moments in there, but season long, there's only the two names that you know can seriously be considered here. Yeah, and no, it really did feel like it. it felt like those two were they were on a different level to everyone else. Yeah. Even like the guys on their own team, like they just felt like they were at a totally different level of playing. You know. Which is not a bad thing. No. Um, so, right. well, you going Bolaños? Schneer, who oh, you got? Yeah, 100%. yeah, I'm I'm going Bolaños too. Um, it, for me, it's it's an issue of Bolaños gave you more than just the end product. Um. Was a, I mean, he, he to me he was he was a, he was more entertaining. Like in terms of what he did on the field, was it, it stood out? It stood out. And uh, yeah, I is a scoring machine, but I'm sorry, Belov is is what he's performed all year. Yeah, I'll give it to him too. Uh, you know, despite the fact that you know our our system actually you know gave the show MVP to Emmy for the year, but again, that's probably injury uh, influenced pretty heavily. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, also I would give it to Bologna just because of the fact of like you knew what you're getting out of Emmy, right? You knew. It, I mean, that's a that's a little unfair to Emmy. Like, oh, no, 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 not, no, no, not no, give no, it to him no. because we already know he's good. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that just because I know he's good or not. I'm saying it because of, like, the thing that we were saying about Belongers is we want Belongers to take that next step. 
and he did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Took that next step. So, you know, hey, I want to reward you for it. Here you go. So, also right. leaving. Yeah. Oh. I'm trying to weasel my way in to believe Bologna's agent. So, when he signs this mega deal and start playing for the Colombian national team, I could just say, like, hey, I just want to say on this 2020 podcast, I said he was about this life. So, like, Oh, don't you know? Don't think I don't have you know pictures still stashed on my phone of uh, you know, me and Matt Turner, uh, you know, in the stands after an away game together. Right, it's just like hey, <laughs> slide this here. You know, a couple couple weeks that you know that could be some uh, clout chasing right there. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, just a few. And if you had to give it, give it a few weeks. Yeah, just throw that out there. <laughs> All right, we move on to this one. Um, we got biggest surprise of the year. So this is pretty much. Um, the moment, well, not the moment. Well, because that's describing as the moment that surprised you the most. Could be the moment. It could be the player. It could be whatever okay, you want yeah. it to be. It could be whatever you want it to be. Biggest surprise of this year. So, Matt, we'll start with you, sir. All right. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna laugh because you already give me you know crap about this all the time. It's Simon for me. I thought he was. Just, <laughs> I thought he was gonna be a practice player. I thought you know he was making out you know the numbers uh, when he got signed. Like you. Know, Maybe he'd you know make it on the you know bench every now and then, and he came in and he balled out. Or like he had a rough start of the year. By the end of the year, nobody was worried about it. If you saw you know fix on the you know, uh, team sheet at all, so far and away, you know my surprise of the year is the level that Simon was able to give us and the uh, quality contribution he put forward. Yeah, Janir, what about you, my man? Um. For me, surprise of the year, I would say, I know this is going to be very niche, but the amount of goals we scored from outside the 18. I was not expecting us to hit that many. I mean, Ethan Bryant had a couple. Neil had a couple. Um, I think Bolaños hit one or two. And it's like, oh, wow, we're actually shooting from outside the 18. This is very new for us kickers fans to witness. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my biggest surprise. Okay, that's not bad. Um, for me, I go with Richmond's road form. That was the biggest surprise to me because that was a sticking point for me last year. And I think at our midseason show, I literally asked, I was like, just go above five hundred, <laughs> just just be decent. <laughs> On the road, and they did more than that. Mm-hmm. They were actually really good on the road. Yeah, I wonder if that stupid talking point, you know, is going to disappear finally. Of oh, well, Richmond's terrible on the road. Richmond's terrible on the road. Richmond's ter- yeah. Who had the second most points on the road all year? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Definitely. So, like that was that was the biggest surprise to me. Just like I was like, oh snap! Like Richmond's really doing. It. And they showed later in the year when we had to clinch those points away from home to get a home playoff game and being the number one seed. You know, you don't do that without being cut on the road. So, hey, the road form surprised me the most. Um, next, we move on to the one that's going to be a little bit sad. Biggest letdown of the year. Who wants to start? Uh, I, I think for me, 
the biggest letdown of the year, and it isn't even the player's fault, is EVD with that injury that just completely killed that. I'm like, that's that was to me was the biggest letdown because I was looking at it like, yo, we literally have five guys who can play in that front three line. This is gonna we're just gonna be rotating them and have fresh bodies up there all the time, plugging away at trying to score. And then that and 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 the what EVD brought was a physicality to our front line that I didn't see too much from the other players. Bentley a little bit, but EVD was he was the guy who you you knew that if there was gonna be a physical battle with him, he was gonna win it, even with a center back. Like he he's he was a tough tough guy. He is a tough guy, and. To see him go down with that injury, a season-ending injury, that was just a big letdown for me. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. That, that wasn't even on my board, but that's not a bad answer. No, it's not. What do you got, Elliot? Um, I'm, I'm trying to decide which one I'm going okay. with. Okay. Uh, for me, it is It's pretty much our record against our rivals. Uh, our two, quote-unquote, biggest rivals, Ford Madison, Greenville. I think we only had what one win against them all year. I mean, it's kind of a nice one. I mean, yes, it, it was a great one that one win, but um, you know, that's not swept by Greenville, but a disappointing draw the last game there, and then the two losses, and then Ford Madison, a disappointing game there. It was just like I don't know. It was kind of just like a sore spot for us in those two rivalry games. Definitely handed over the Hitty Trophy back over to Foreign Madison and them try to gout as if like winning the Hitty Derby is more important than winning the league. Priorities, guys. Priorities. Um, <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. I mean, it's wild. Well, I could, uh, well, for them, it probably is because they know they're never going to win the league. That's not so true. It's wild that, it, you know, unqualified successful year, you know, that it was. There's a good number of options, you know, for, you know, this question. So, like, we've already had, you know, two right, you know, here. And I had a little bit of a, you know, thought about maybe saying, like, the second half of the, you know, Charlotte Open Cup, you know, game because, you know, we you know, hit that high of Zaka scoring and then it just deflated immediately and fell apart there. But I, mean, I think it's got to be the obvious answer of the playoff game. Uh, you know, you know, big, hot crowd in there, you know, you know, lots of you know, positive momentum, lots of energy everywhere. And that happened. Yeah. 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 And not just that it happened the way that it happened to, you know, the gut punch, you know, at the very end, uh, you know, I think people really believed and, you know, people were you know excited about, you know, the prospect of hosting the championship game and uh, it's a gut punch. Yeah, no, that that's a good punch that you know, we when time is removed from this game, like ten years down the road, we're still gonna be thinking back on it and be like, yo, you remember that game? Just like, damn, yeah, I remember it. You know. But hopefully by then we have like ten titles to our name and we're celebrating bathing in champagne every night. Yeah, you you always remember the hurt more than the good though. Yeah, that's true. Because it and and this one hurts because of 
first off, the time in the we don't, game. We don't, we don't need to re- revisit all that. Yeah, no, no, we don't need to re- talk about it, Shadir. You don't need to bring it back up. You probably <laughs> well, already said it. it. Didn't probably lost five listeners just because of that. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, give, give us a happy topic for the next one. Right. All right. Yeah. So, move on to moment of the season. So, this can be that moment where the season changed, the moment that stands out to you the most, the moment that defined the season. Hmm. Matt, we'll start with you, my friend. I mean, there's a lot of really good ones. Uh, yeah. I think for me, I'm going to go with uh, Kickers 3. Omaha too, you know, because uh, there's another one very similar, you know, that you can pick. And I wouldn't be surprised if one of you all, you know, says, but uh, you know, that was you know basically a, you know, at that point in the year, us in Greenville and Omaha were kind of all just you know in that same mix, you know, for the top couple spots. Omaha still was working through their games in hand and all that, so it wasn't a perfect match. Uh, but you know, going into Omaha with their, you know really garbage baseball field you know, there uh, really shouldn't play into, you know, the kicker's favor with you know, how expansive you know, they like to play on the field. Garbage first half of a game, uh, give up a you know penalty early, you know, in the second half and just kind of plodding along, you know, get it back, give it back. Not too long thereafter. Seems like, Oh crap. Well, Losing at Omaha, not the end of the world, but not not a great feeling at that point. Yeah, you know, get a you know a fullback to fullback connection, you know, for a goal in the 89th minute to tie it up, and then you know get you know the blessings of you know absolute idiocy, you know, on Omaha's behalf uh, again because appreciate the not marking EVD at all on the first equalizer. Which uh, is open that baby at all. Stupid. <laughs> Uh, and you know, get a penalty in stoppage time. You know, Neil just roofs it into the you know top corner. You know, big old fun celebration there because that was the moment that you know the kickers you know took first place, never let it go again. Yeah. what about you, my man? Yeah, that that was the game for me. That was it. That was the moment that that game against Union. And because I, I think for the longest before then, it was like a straight grind between us and Greenville. And we were looking, and I was just looking at the table. I kept looking at the table at week in, week out and being like, yeah, and Union Omaha are in third, but they have like five games in hand. So they're really going to win the league. Because like it, 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 it had gotten to the point where you were just looking at, Union Omaha in second and third and second and third. And it was like, and they got four games in hand and they got five games in hand. So if they win three of those four, five games, they're on top of the league with a, like a six point cushion. And it, it just got to that point where at that game, when that went down the way it did, that's when it turned around and it, things look completely different. We got to the top of the league and, the amount of games in hand Union Omaha had were dwindling and they were falling behind. And that's when I, I it, it hit me. I was like, oh my goodness, that's what we needed. 
that was the win that that that's gonna literally turn all of this around. Yeah. Um, for me, I have two that are very close to my heart. Um, I would say the moment that I define this season by is the three-two win over NCFC, huh. where you had Emmy's late goal and then Dakota's late goal, and that was the moment for me when I was like, "Oh, this team's this team's got it in them. This is the mm-hmm. team that's like, all right, I don't have to worry about playoffs." Um, and it was something about that. I don't know. It kind of just felt like that moment where the monkey was more or less off our back at that moment. Like you can see this team was just playing with a whole different energy and swagger about them because up to that moment, I mean, now granted a couple of weeks before that we beat NCFC at home four one, you know, but I think the knock I had against this team was like, all right, can they do it on the road? And that's the moment that showed to me they can do it on the road and they can win on the road. And ever since that moment, We've only lost one other road game. Now, granted, that game was against Greenville, that one nothing loss in the 89th minute. But outside of that, these guys didn't lose on the road. And I think that was like the primitive moment where everyone looked around each other and was like, yo, we can do this. Yeah. We got this. After that, that Greenville loss was the only loss the rest of the regular season. Yeah, that was the only loss yep. the rest of the season. Um, for the rest of the regular season. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this close second – and I wish, oh my God, man. I wish I could have been there just to take photos. But clinching the league title at Ford Madison's field, that, that's a sweet moment to me. Oh, man. It's great. Look, we already went into the game knowing like the Hitty Derby was theirs. But we knew when it clinched at home at Ford Madison, I think at that point. They were, I think they were already done. No, I think they were done the next week. I think, no, were they? Yeah, yeah, they were already done. So they had nothing to play. You're right, man. They had nothing to play for. And the fact that we came on that and won that game, oh, man, <laughs> that's that was sweet. Uh, I mean, you know, the IG, you know, stories coming out of the locker room after that. Oh man, the supporters club being a foam roller and like Luke Pavone almost getting exposed. Yeah, that's sweet times. <laughs> sweet times. Um, that that was that was a good moment for us. Uh, I really enjoyed. Um, so next we move on to overall season grade. What did you guys grade for the season? Where we are for me personally, I'll go A minus. Yeah, that's what I was about to. Yeah, I was about to say an A minus. Okay. I mean, I, I I give it an A minus, and it's not it's not not because we 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 bowed out in the semifinals. I give it an A minus for there were a few of there were a couple of games here and there that I felt that they kind of lost their form and dropped the ball a little bit, but it was it was very brief. So I that that's why I give it an A minus. Yeah, I mean, May wasn't good. Yeah, May. You're, you know, <laughs> like literally, I think dead on average you know, for the first couple months of the season until Blondie's came back. Uh, and yeah, it it would have been a if advanced even one round in the playoffs, but hard to look past the final exam. Yeah. Um. I think I, I mean, I kind of in line with you. Like, I give it an A minus. Just those little dips and forms. 
for me, it would have been an A, but I form in those rivalry games against Green River, Fort Madison kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the only way I can give the A, the year a year, at A plus, you know, if we did everything we still did and won the USL championship, then I mean, USL League one title, I would have given it an A plus, but A minus isn't bad. Yep. A minus isn't bad. All right, so now we move on to the next one. Personal favorite player of the year. So, guys, who is your personal, your personal favorite player of the year? The player you will buy a beer for. Like, I bought Austin Cos the other night. He's not my personal favorite, but I bought him a beer. Oh, well, that's harsh. That's mean. Oh, hey. I mean, oh, dang, that did sound harsh. Sorry, Austin. <laughs> uh, who do you guys have? I'm I'm caught between two players. Um, I, I can't decide between two. We'll, we'll let you cheat on this one. Okay. Um, they're Johnny B and Ethan Bryant. Um, Bolaños because I mean his form and the way he basically was a major part of almost all of our attack. Um. And Ethan just, I mean, growing up, when I was playing soccer as a kid, I was always the eight. I was always center mid. I always liked to be in the thick of it, in the middle of the action, pulling the strings. And just seeing how well that boy can control the game at such a young age, he shows such a level of maturity. It's just awesome to see. And then there was the, uh, I think it was the last home game the last regular season home game, the the last game of the season where, I mean, the game is tense. We're, we're, we're hanging on for a win. And Ethan just with the, the cool as a cucumber in the middle of the field, the defender comes barreling towards him. Ball comes. He just flicks it over his head with ease. I was like, Oh my God, the swagger on this boy. <laughs> So yeah, those those two, I, I'm, it's hard for me to decide between Johnny B and Ethan. Okay, um, for me, I will go Zaka. Um, really? Yeah, I will go Zaka. Like, man, there were so many games where Zaka's like really quiet in the midfield, but like destroying wise and like bringing up play, I love watching him in the middle of it. Yeah. He does such a great job of. <clears throat> And I, he does such a great job of like just roaming and patrolling back there, but he's always in the right spot at the right moment. You know, like he his, his defensive awareness to me is is amazing. How well he just patrols back there, and he does such a bad, good job back there that he a lot that it opened up Ethan and Neil to do what they do best, and that's just great. So I, I go with Zaka. I would have bet the house that you would have said either. Uh, pain because not Calvo or uh, Close Luke. second, <laughs> Close second. <laughs> or or Luke. I figured that was yeah, really yeah. Answer. Luke, Luke would always be in my heart, but you know, Luke didn't have any moments like he did in other years, so I couldn't go. Nothing to do with moments, it's just do a favorite, yeah. I know, but this year, Zaka was my favorite, like Zaka just. Dude was consistent. Like, what was the yeah. game? The Union game 
the one we won three nothing. I keep I will point to that game and tell everyone this is why Zaka Moran in that game. Zaka Moran is the reason. Zaka in that game made made this the back line's job so easy. It was the perfect performance, dog. Like it was perfect. <laughs> like I was like, bro, that's that's how a CDM is supposed to play. Who you got, Matt? I think I go uh, Donnie Bolaños. I mean, he was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. It was always exciting when you know the ball got out there to him. It's a good time. Yeah, no, like, hey, he was the guy that when all the city, you knew city state city stadium was standing up when he was on the ball. It was cool. Oh yeah, it was a fun moment. Um. All right, so now we go down to our roster breakdown. So, Matt, can you take over for a second while I pull up this roster? Yeah, Give the listeners something. Yeah, so I think what we're going to do now is a very, very quick version because we've already been going on for forever uh, in a day. <laughs> there's more categories to go. I think we're just going to run down the roster of, you know, do we think they're going to be here in Richmond? Do we think they're going to – not be here in Richmond for 2023. Is that about right? Yeah, pretty much. That works. All right. You got it up? Yes, I do. All right, folks. Here we go. First of all, we're starting off with the goalkeeper. So let's start off with Mr. Uh, Austin Causey, who I already talked about because I bought him drinks. Because um, he's over the age of 21. I was not buying illegal drinks for people. Um, <laughs> not doing that. So, Austin Causey, stay. We'll do uh, stay, leaves, or loan in special special circumstances. So, what do you guys think for him? Say he's going to move on somewhere where he can play. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. As much as as it'd be awesome if he could stay, but for nostalgia's sake, but. I mean, if he wants to get playing time, he's got to go somewhere else. I think he stays one more year. All right. I think he stays one more year. Um, that's just me, though. Um, I think he stays one more year. So now we move on to Mr. Eli Mumford. What do you guys think of this one? Yeah, stay around, be a still development guy. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Let me see that well. um, he went on loan last year to what was it, Grove Academy? Yeah, he was playing some for them. Yeah, yeah. so I can see that. I can see that again happening. Uh, would it be mad at it? I think. I think he did. Oh, well, I think I watched him in two games. I think he did decent. So, yeah. Um, but that. all right. Uh, da, 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 da. Next, we got Mr. William uh, Palmquist. What do you guys think about this one? I think he probably goes to try to find somewhere else to play. Yeah, tries to find somewhere else for playing time. Uh, I think he stays. I'm okay. going to go with Dan. And I think I'll go out and live and say he'll play five games next year. All right. I see that. Um, all right. After this, we got... Mr. Akira Fitzgerald. What do you guys think here? 
if he wants to keep playing, he'll be back. That's, I think, yeah. the only question. Is, does he want to keep going? Yeah. Yeah, same. I think. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I think he'll he'll always be back. But will he be back as a full time coach, or will he be back as a coach player again? Because I I can see him just coming back and just taking the goalkeeper um, coach position full time and not playing. But... No, I mean, I think that, <sighs> I think he'll you know transition himself out, not just go cold turkey. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think, yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think he's gonna he's 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 gonna stay. All right. Play so probably a little bit fewer games. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got Dakota. I'm personally leaning more to stepping away, just because. Yeah. Uh, the lawyer thing, which is not yeah. bad. Like. I <laughs> don't play before, but I think like if there's a way to be like, hey, you know, I got the regular season, I'm back home, I got a good job here, let me transition. This might be the point to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think you're probably right. I think you know, Hart wants to say stay, but I think yeah. probably somewhat, you know, not on the roster next year. I don't know if he's going to you know hang it up or bounce around some more since he's been pretty nomadic. Yeah. And the thing is, he's only uh, 27, too. He's only 27. Yeah. He's not, like, older, so. It's kind of, like, in that weird... He's yeah. in the point of figuring out what does he want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like at this point now, like, you're either being like, all right, I'm fully committed. Not fully committed, but you're like, all right, I'm doing this I'm 32 in this type of way, or it's like, all right, I'm doing this now. You know, before I yeah. I wouldn't be stunned if he's back, but I'm going to go with no. Yeah, this ain't going to be either. Um, Jalen, what do we have here? Going yes, I think he's going to yeah. be one of those you know kind of next generation cornerstone guys for this team. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see him staying. I can see him staying. I'll be shocked if he leaves, but I, I can understand it. Um, but I feel like we could do enough to get Lindsay to convince him to stay. So yeah, right. I'm, I'm glad you've come around to you know recognizing the you know the real angles to play with getting guys to stick around, and that's you know you know through the you know significant other family you know side of things. And yeah, Lindsay, just let us know whatever you need us to do to get Jalen to stay. We'll we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> um, whatever you need, we, we are here to commit to this process. Um, Nathan Ani, what we got here? I can see Nathan staying. I can, yeah, I was about to say I can see him staying. Um, I can see him thinking, you know, I want to redo. Yeah, I think he's going to be whatever Dakota isn't. Yeah, and. Honestly, if I if he does leave, I can see him going somewhere like One Knox, Lexington, uh, North Carolina. Yeah, one of the new, one of the expansions. Well, I mean, so, somewhere to wait it out a year before Spokane comes in, where you've yeah. got to think that he would be a prime candidate. Oh, you know what? You know what? Honestly, I think I think that's why he stays. He'll stay and wait one year, and then go to Spokane. I can see him doing right. that. I can see him doing that. 
So what I haven't bothered to, you know, you know, look up and research, you know, where's his girl from? <laughs> that is a good point. That's a look. That's a very good point. <laughs> another one we need to throw out there. Yeah, so we just, we just need to work on our, uh, you know, our stock. Significant game. others. Sig- significant other uh, uh, persuasion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's other we need to look at. Yeah, next thing I know when, you know, you know tons of, uh, you know, let's be real, guys are you know, sliding in their DMs. Not for that reason. Be like, hey, you want to stay around in town? You want to stick around in town? <laughs> like, we're, we're, never, we're never trying to talk to you. We're just trying to figure out what do we need to do to get you to stay. And get you to convince him to stay. I don't care about you like that. But your man, though, like what I see there. <laughs> <laughs> like him. You had a good head of ball there. You had a ball. Need him. <laughs> exactly. The most awkward conversation. I'm like, hey, babe, why are all these Richard fans in my DM asking me whether or not you're going to stay? <laughs> guess, you know, Audie's just like, oh, guess I got to stay. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. That's how we do it. Um, all right, so we move on to the starting left back, uh, Mr. Stuart Ritchie. I personally have him leaving. I yeah. Think, I think he does one more year. You think so? Think one more? I, I, I don't know. Well, actually, you know what? Yeah, I think he does one more year because I think the injury could have stalled him going. Uh, yeah, I think he's probably you know close to fifty fifty. I would put him slightly on the return side. You know, let this be a year you know next year where he can you know really be you know a lot more of a focal point. You know, second year of actually getting consistent professional minutes. Uh, he's still young. He's still what only twenty one himself. Yeah. You know, so he's no. I think he's only twenty. I think. I think he's only twenty. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Twenty twenty one doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, but. You know, he has time to be able to you know, get those minutes and develop. And I think you know, getting that you know, second full year, uh, you've been able to see how you know that second year has helped you know a young guy like Ethan Bryant. He's been able to you know see how Bologna's has developed over time, you know, yeah. with Darren. I think that can be a benefit. Yeah, I I think he leaves if a big offer comes in. So oh, yeah, I don't yeah. think like league one, but I'm saying Absolutely. like upper tier championship team, so like a Louisville, Tampa. I thought West, I mean, West Coast is scary because since he's a West Coast kid. Yeah. Or like yeah. an MLS team comes in and be like, hey, you know, I don't think that's I guess the big question is like the next pro teams, like how yeah, that's okay. like that. Someone that kind yeah, of how that, that system works out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So okay. we're split on that. You know. Hey, like a situation where like Micheletto walked into it was like you play for the crew for the year, then we move you up to the first team. I can see that. Yeah. Um all right, next. I'm going to be shocked if he stays on leaves. Um, Chris Cole, what do we have here? I don't think he's going to be back. No, no. I think the knock in the year and the lack of playing time. Uh, yeah, I, I can see, I can see a move on here. And I mean, look, at this time when he did play, hey, he did a good job. He did his job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, none of this is you know, judgments on any of the guys. It's just our guess on what the roster is going to look like. 
Yeah, no. Well, um, like some past years where you know it's definitely been a get out you know kind of scenario. I don't. Yeah. I don't think guys on that level this no. year. Oh no, 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 not 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 at all. You know, I've only had one player I was like get out, and that's because he didn't have any assists at all. Um, I've had a few over the years. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. But you know, how do you play fullback and don't contribute at all offensively? Okay, okay, we get it. <laughs> Sorry, because <laughs> I was. Oh, <laughs> um, he was about to go on a rant. What do you say? Uh, next guy, Stephen Payne. I got him as leaving. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to step uh, up. Unfortunately, yeah, he's going to get snatched up. And look, it's not a bad thing. Like I think, I think we talked. I think we talked about last year about how if Derek can show the players like, "Hey, you come to Richmond for a year, two years, ball out," like we're willing to let you move on. Yeah, you know. And I think Payne's is the prime definition of that. You know, things didn't work out too well in Europe, comes here to Richmond, balls out. Hey, if a good deal comes through, and look, his team Birmingham needs a right back. I'm just saying, <laughs> he's from Birmingham. Back up that brings truck. Or we'll take cash out. Either way works. <laughs> just, just, just funnel us the money. Yeah. Um, all right, we move on to the midfield, Mr. Neil Vignoles. I mean, he's got a couple guys there. Uh, what about see. Fitch? Yeah. Did I say Fitch? Oh, I no, totally forgot about no. football. I'm looking at the transfer mark, so transfer mark didn't have Fitch. My fault. Why are you not just on the roster page? Because <laughs> I, I put it the one that I already had pulled up. My bad. Simon Fitch. I forgot about him. Let's stop there. Defender. Stay or leave. I have him in stand. I don't think he's leaving anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, I have him as staying too, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Hang on to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah same. Him. Yeah, great utility guy. You know, hometown element. Of course. Are you going to get his jersey next year? I don't know yet. Depends. Yeah, you're getting his jersey next year. You're <laughs> <laughs> getting that jersey. Um. All right. Yeah. We got a what's his name? Otavio. Oh yeah. Oh. I want to say no. I can say yes because I think he's in the academy. So I'll, I'll say he stays. I think he sticks mm-hmm. around. Well, he's in Richmond United. I think that's the yeah. last I saw him at. I think I know he was training with the first team, but I think like I mean he was on the academy contract, but yeah, he was on the academy contract. So But what do you think, Shadir? Um, yeah, I think he stays. Okay. All right. It's not bad. Um, midfield. Who we got? Um, we got Mr. Neil Vignoles. Uh yeah, I think he's back. I think uh, he's the you know, you know keys to the car next year. Yeah. I I can see him saying. I think think his girlfriend is up here in this region, so I'm going to start playing that angle and looking at it from that perspective. Yep. Let's find out. Let's find her, too. Be like, look. <laughs> look, hey, Andy, I need to talk okay. to you about this magician, all right? <laughs> I don't know if he's or not. Um, 
yeah, I think I think you I think you're, I can see that, Matt. I think that's a good angle for Darren to play. Be like, hey, I'll give you the keys to the car next year and let you drive it. Do you think he's still playing about is kind of like that left center attacking mid, or does he move him more centrally? They play him right underneath Emmy. I mean, I think too many other factors come yeah. into that to be able to say right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Mr. Zaka Moran. I got him in stand. Yep. Yeah. He's not. Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going. Um, I could see other people sniffing, but I, I think he's comfortable. Yeah. I think he's comfortable here in Arizona. I think he'll he'll stay. Um, Tanir, your boy, uh, Mr. Vicenzo Candela. Um, I don't think so. I think not enough playing time, not enough. He didn't see the field enough. Um, and he's not a developing player because when you're a developing player, a young developing player, then yeah, you can understand not seeing the field a lot and the time will come. But I, I don't wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, somewhere else. Yeah, same. I mean, he's getting up there, you know, in age. I, I feel like a complete fool saying up there. He's twenty eight, uh, but in USL League One, eight, you know, years. That's getting up there on age. I could you know, see him moving along. You know, he's another nomad. Yeah, I. I'd be I fine with him back as long as he's okay with having the same role or even a little less. Yeah, I can see him staying for one more. I can see him staying for one more, but I don't think his role increases much than what it is. Is like a super sub or a starter if Zaka gets yellowed out. You know, his his rank, his yellow card accumulation that he's always going to get. <laughs> So yeah, I, I think that um, Matt Balduck. I think Maddie's out at the end of this year. Yeah, I think I think he's going. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Pretty easy to read the tea leaves on that one. Yeah, and I, you know, and for him to what have break to get the one hundred caps this year uh, for everything he's done and whatnot. I think it's time for him to go on and go on to different pastures. Try something else different, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, last connection back to the, uh, you know, the old years and everything. Yeah, he has been a great servant to the team, but uh, like I said, I think it's not the hardest thing in the world to read the tea leaves with how the uh, second half of the year went. Yeah, no. Do you think he stays in League One, or do you think you go like Nisa or something? I wouldn't be surprised if he hangs it up. Okay. Just you know, moves on to coaching because, yeah, I mean, he's been in Richmond for six years now. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like all the stuff we've been joking about. I wouldn't be surprised if he's, you know, started considering putting down roots here and maybe have already started doing that. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Um, Mr. We got next up, Mr. Christian Molina. I have him as leaving. Yeah. 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 Molina. He seems like a guy like. He seems like a Sam Solomon, like a guy that would thrive in like Nisa, but just League One is just a step up too, too high. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Um, Mr. 
Next up we got is Leonardo Baima. I have him as leaving as well. Yeah, I can't see him being back unless they just really want to live in the States. <laughs> yeah. But, and I think the part of me why was, I think he just had the baby and you know he didn't really get a lot of playing time, I wanna say. He played the first half year once the kid was like July? Yeah, I mean I think he played up until the kid was born and then Yeah. That's about it, right? I think so. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. I don't know if maybe lack of sleep made him have a dip in form. I backtest to that. And Bentley was doing so well as the Yeah, because I think he lost playing time is the same time when EVD came into the time team. Yes. And Bentley and Gordon was already doing so well. And you know, if we knew the, <laughs> the only thing that Bible could really do was with his left foot, I'm pretty sure it is you saw it and he doesn't have the versatility. So Yeah, Gordon coming in, Blonde is coming back. Kind of took any spot that he would have had. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. Um. All right, we got Ethan Bryant. I got him as leaving. I yeah. think the stock way too high for him to stick around next year. Yeah. Move yeah. Don't think, his his performance his performance this season has put him on a lot of people's radar, and that's going to be real tricky for us to hang on to him. Yeah. And, up the Brinks truck, DC United. Just saying. <laughs> Whoever. All their money works the same. Yeah, this is also true. I take look, cash look, example, PayPal. How are you going to send our boy to, to, to that mess? Because I know DC United will pay is a stupid amount. That's why. Because the organization. Yeah, but, but how far will his career go at DC United with how crazy things have been? DC is not this you know, spend stupid money type of team. They're the don't spend money team. Yeah. And they're a mess. Send him somewhere that's a little more organized, please. <laughs> he deserves it. Hey, New England. Ooh. Ooh. I can see I can see welcoming him with open arms. <laughs> hey. Yeah. That that would that would work. But, come talk uh, to us, um, crafts. <laughs> come on, let's have this conversation. Come on, Riley. <laughs> come on, Robert. Uh, <laughs> come on, Bobby. Bobby, come on over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next we got is Mr. Jonathan Bolaños. I got hit. Well, leaving. Yeah, there's no, there's no chance. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no, <laughs> no chance that man stays. If I get a text that says Bellagio says either A, something has gone horribly wrong, and B, something has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't see us being able to hold on to Bolaños. Um he's he's quality and he, he's turned a lot of heads this year. He deserves that shot at the next level. Like Yes, absolutely. And and yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. I, I don't see him going to another USL League One team. See him maybe going to USL Championship, most likely. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, all right. Next up, we got is Mr. David Olson. He's, are you done with the midfielders? I think he's safe. I think well, yeah. 
Oh. Who was the referee? I mean, O'Dwyer, that's whatever, but. Yeah, but he got him as a winger. Kind of janky oh, ass. O'Dwyer's a winger. Oh, they got Owen Gordon as a right winger here. Yeah, I'm talking about Chandler O'Dwyer. Oh, Chandler. Oh, Lord. Oh, he was next up after O'Gordon. My fault. Yeah, okay. Chandler. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. I didn't mean to say this so dismissively. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I mean, if it, it is what it is, I, I don't. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend for him to stay. Like, if he has an opportunity to go, he should. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I got the weird feeling that he's going to be like the deeper bench guy who you know comes back and you know starts getting some minutes. That's based on nothing I at see- all. No. To be honest with you, I see that with Olsen more than I see that with Dwyer. I don't see that with Olsen. Olsen's 26. Just, <laughs> I'm just thinking age, like, at that point. Yeah. And the fact that he got no minutes, really, in meaningful games. Like, I, a lot of times he didn't even make the bench. So it just makes you wonder, like, all right, he's not there. Oh, what? Oh, Dwyer... That is just said it, man. I can see him sticking around. I can see it. I can see it. So yeah, maybe I'll change around to sticks around. But I think he can possibly might go alone. Like he might go to Grove or somewhere. Or uh Lionsbridge and might get like a couple of games there if there's a connection there. Um all right, so this is what I got left. <laughs> we'll call you out if you forget somebody, don't worry. You probably will. All right, uh, David Olsen. I mean, if he was going to do anything, he would have seen the field more this year. Yeah. Do we think it's another case of like a yeah. Sam Solomon, like goes to Nisa and, you know, scores a couple of goals? I mean, I think he's better than that. But... Okay. I, I don't, I mean, he's I don't from know. that Seattle region, so. He's... Of course, it's his Derek guy. Half the team's from yeah. Washington State. Uh, Sticks around one more year and then tries to go to go into that Spokane team, maybe. Might not fit the age profile at that point, but yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to be here. Or I mean, he did well in the U.S. Open Cup. I don't want to make it seem he didn't do anything, but it's just it's hard to get on the field given there was what no the quality really good minutes at you know. Oh well, yeah, yeah. God, I, now that I'm thinking about it, that's that's a lot harder to call than what I attend, I originally thought it would be. Yeah, okay. Um, oh Wayne Gordon, or as I like to call him, Oh Gordon, the Irish Jamaican. Um, the Irish Jamaican. <laughs> we got here. I I think he stays around one more. He might. He what? I think he stays around one more. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, I think I think he's 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 gonna give us one more. Yeah, I, I think he's gone. You think so? I, I do love you think it. His retirement, I, or do you think it's? I think I think he's a guy out. who just can move on to the next one, you know, somewhere. I I would, I would happily have him back. I just don't think he will be. Yeah. I mean, hey, he 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 did great. For us, like 
he was a big yeah. upgrade. Oh, no doubt. Like I said, I'm he was the ultimate super sub. But... Yeah, my, my gut he says he's not here. Yeah. Um. All right. I'll save that one for last. We'll move on to yes. Mr. Matt Bentley. I got to miss staying. Yep. Yep. He's thinking, I, I think he's thinking uh, at least for one more year. Um, Do you guys think he becomes the new, not centerpiece, but the new shiny jewel? Kind of taking that Bologna spot? Uh, I think there's potential there. Um, He's not the same type of player, so it wouldn't be that. Exactly, yeah. I don't I don't think so. But I, I think he has I think he, he, he... Go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I, he, he seems more like the EVD style of player. Like, get physical, you know, rough up a flag uh, type of player while Bolaños was. Or he just fell off again. Oh, God. Also, I realize we've got another midfielder. Who? Zev. Oh, God. That's a no for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, if he stays, I can see he's just as a practice squad player. Right. I mean, yeah, if he wants to like you know get on the coaching staff, yeah, that way as like a third assistant or whatever. <clears throat> now I will say this. It is smart to keep Zap around because he has ties to the college community. So I will say that. It will be smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big uh, whatever to me though. Right. <laughs> All right. Um so yeah, but, but yeah, Bentley I think's got a lot of potential to be able to fill in the gaps for next year. Okay. And you know, hopefully level up. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I think he will too. I think he'll take that next step. Um God, they're really good this year. Um all right, the guy that we know got injured, Mr. Ethan Vandercourt Decker. I, mean, I don't think he's gonna be on the roster at the beginning of the year. Maybe he's he pops back by the end of the year if his injury has him ready to go by like July, August. But yeah. I'm trying. I think he misses the all of next year, and he's already twenty. I oh God, I think he retires. And there's that's nothing against him. I'm just thinking like the Achilles injury itself takes a year to come back from. He's gonna miss all of next year with that. Like, do you really come back at twenty nine trying to play third division soccer? Like, is it worth it at that point? Well, that's why I think he makes you know a run at it to see if he can be able to you know, do it you know for next at the end of next year. You know, be a, another late season signing. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. But yeah, yeah start of the year. Uh, I mean, start of the year. Clearly, obviously, no. Yeah. But to see if he can go out on his own terms, maybe so. All right, yeah, I can see that. You see that, um, my boy, Mister Luke Pavone. What you guys think about this one? Oh, it's, it's a tough one, actually. I think he stays. I think, yeah, I think he stays. I think he stays. I think he stays because he got a lot more playing time down the end of the year. That I was expecting. Yeah. I think well, he got some. I mean, Hart wants me to say yes. Head makes me, makes me wonder. I, I think if he's okay being a fringe bench guy, you know, in the stands guy, 
sure. But uh, I, th- I got to think that those winger spots are going to be a prime commodity, you know, in the you know, offseason market. Because, I mean, if you're a free agent, you're looking at you know, an opportunity, you know, Darren highlights you know, those spots. Why wouldn't you want that you know, chance? And, you know, we love Luke, but we also, I think, can be realistic and know he's a limited you know, player uh-huh. at the level. So, right. would you want to go into the season with him being a top four winger on the roster? I don't know. No, but I mean, he is a. I think he stays around just as a locker room guy. He's a yeah, great I'm, locker I'm room guy. That. Um, and I also think that I know he does a lot with Grove Academy, so I think he sticks around for that reason as well. Yeah. Seriously, man. All right. Um, last but not least, Mr. Emiliano Terzaghi. Now, I know I mentioned it last week. Like, what if, like, w- there's really nothing else for him to prove? And does he want to try that next stage? But then also, like, age is a factor. And he has a family here. So that all plays into it. I think it's it's interesting. It makes you think a little bit. I think he stays for one more year. I think think he stays for one more year. I'll go for Uh, I think he stays for more than one more year. I think, uh, you know, after, you know, a career of just moving around in Argentina, you know, constantly, uh, you know, we saw in the documentary, right? You know, he was ready to walk away from the game until, you know, this opportunity came up, you know, I, I don't know this for a fact, but my guess is that, you know, he might value the stability, you know, that Richmond brings to him. You know, his you know, daughter's, you know, been growing up. She's got to be, if not starting school already, you know, very close to starting school. Like, from all of her memories, Richmond may very well be home. You know, so setting, you know, some of those yeah. things up. I mean, we, we've talked about it. He's not getting younger. Yeah, he could probably, you know, go somewhere for – you know, you know, a couple few years, uh, but I wouldn't be stunned if you know they decide, hey, you know, this is you know home right now. I mean, you you got to think of barring just a stupid number, you know, coming out that you know the team will do what they can to keep him here. So I'm gonna go yes. Yeah, I'm, I think he stays. I think he stays. I'm not gonna lie, I battle with this one just because of the fact of like I I can't deny it. Like if someone in a championship, say like Miami tries to call his name and they offer him some money, I, I can't be mad if he decides to leave. He's done everything in League One, but I can also see him staying. Yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna be mad at him, you know, if he you know goes up a level. Or so I don't think that's you know, the issue, and that's nothing. To, you know, whether he stays or not, I, I don't think it has anything to do with his capability. I think it has everything to do with the off the field factors. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think it's off the field. I think it's off the field. So I mean, yeah, he, I, I, if he stays, he stays for the next two, three years. I think he's yeah, to another multi year deal and just. Yeah, I mean, it's all or nothing this off season with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly. All right. Um, and that's everybody on the roster. Did I forget anyone else? I hope I didn't. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, oh, God. 
All right. So we got that now. Um, so now we move on to areas to address. What areas are the, should we address, guys? Yeah, I think on the field, uh, the only area, yeah, I think getting a midfield depth. Midfield depth. Okay. Yeah, because I don't. I don't think you know they're necessarily you know, trusted the midfielders beyond the starting three. I agree with that. Um, yeah. I'll go with that point as well. I think that's a good point. Getting some extra quality midfield depth. Um, Shanir, what about you, man? Um, I would go with two things. First off, like you like you guys said, midfield depth. Second, um, wing diversity. What I mean by that is one of the one of the kicker's biggest strengths and what shot us in the foot in the semifinal is our 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 tendency to lean more towards counterattacking uh, um, counterattacking soccer. Um, we don't want possession. We want to give you possession and catch you on the counter and kill you on the Um, We need a contingency in terms of the type of wingers in order to bring a a different level of play when we end up in a situation where, okay, we have the ball now. So, for example, in the moment uh, Chattanooga got a red card in, in the semifinal game, I think for most teams, that would be an advantage. For the kickers, it was a disadvantage because now Chattanooga are giving us possession and trying to hang on for dear life and probably playing for penalties. And we don't, we're not very good at breaking a team down when they want to sit in bunker. And if we have a diversity of wingers, the diversity of players out on, in the wide spaces, some that are inverted wingers, some that prefer to cross, others that prefer to cut inside and create space for the overlap, others that prefer to cut inside earlier and get involved in the midfield attack. That 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 is how you get yourself into a situation where you're okay, whether we have the ball or we don't have the ball, we have the weapons to create chances to score goals. So I think Wing diversity is a big factor that we're going to need to kind of tweak and, and adjust and, and, and try and see if we can find personnel for right. for next season to kind of cr- kind of create a complete team that can do it all. Right. I don't think that's a bad answer right there. I don't think you can go wrong with that at all. All right. Um, last thing, guys, before we end our show, um, off-season dream. What is the one thing you want to see from the kickers in this off-season that gets you prepared and ready for next year? I think... Uh, oh, I'll let y'all go. Yeah, so... I, I, this one. I think for me, you know, how, how much fun were the last three home games or so with, you know, the you know, crowds packed in 5K plus, you know, yeah. oh, yeah. these games. Uh I think you know, being able to you know get that you know season ticket sales at you know season ticket support for you know, you know Chris and all those guys you know up there so that way we uh, you can have a you know opening day 
big crowd and keep that momentum going, you know, throughout the year. I don't expect it to be, you know, close to a sellout every single game, but, you know, being able to have that, you know, consistent full feeling, you know, in the stands where, you know, there's lines in the men at the men's room at halftime and, you know, they're bringing in extra food trucks, you know, to handle concessions. I think that's my thing. Okay. Um, for me, I will go how local media treats this team in the offseason. Because, you know. Yeah, like at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Like, exactly. Even more so about, like, in build up to the regular season, like, the squirrels still get commercials played, even though this season ended a month ago. You still see their commercials being played. You still see them relatively being talked about. I want the kickers to be in that same light as well. And I think it does good well. Like, I think it's a positive thing when the kickers kind of get talked about more than just, you know, the obscure ESPN link that gets tw- gets tweeted out 30, mi- 30 minutes before the interview. Or, you know, the random, you know, Washington Times dispatch article that gets written or anything like that. Um, which, by the way, if you're looking for written content, you should check out RiverCity93.com. We have great written articles. Um, we're <laughs> Trying to next year, trying to write some post game, but they are hard to write. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to just see you know how the media handles this team and that for all the good work this team has done in the last couple of months and years of rebuilding the identity of this kickers team in the community. I think it's time for the media to kind of hold it there and, and you know properly cover and talk about these games. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, the, the kickers have been in Richmond long enough that it's about time. I mean, I understand that it's only fairly that soccer has had this massive uptake. I would say the the, the late 2000s into the teens is when it really started to turn heads. And now with with players like Pulisic abroad and McKenney and Tyler Adams and stuff like that, you're getting more of a following. You're getting more of, of um, awareness of the sport in the United States. And this is the opportunity for Richmond to toot their horn. You know, we, this is a very old club. It's been around for a long time. And it's, it's one of the surviving, one of the few surviving clubs of the 90s. That's not MLS. It's it, it, it's it's something to be proud of, and and if the media can actually look at that and see that that you can take that and run with it and and actually make something of it until they it, it, it's until they do that, it, it it's always going to be this thing. It's like oh yeah, those those kickers over there, but. This is the time. We're on a we're on a, a path of, of success. We just won the the regular season. Um, literally, almost we've won most of the individual accolades at the end of the season. MVP, Golden Boot, Young Player of the Year, uh, Manager of the Year. There is there. I mean, Jalen was a finalist at, at Defender of the Year. This is the time. This is the time for the media to get involved, to jump on the bandwagon and keep us pushing forward. 
You're muted, dude. Sorry about that, listeners. I forgot I muted my mic because I wanted to hear all the lovely words that Shanira was saying. Uh, <laughs> guys, I think this is it. I think this is our final show of the year. We have done two dates, uh, 37 episodes this year. That's a lot of episodes, guys. Yeah. We've done good work. Oh, we've done work. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's time for us to enjoy the World Cup, not tweet about it, and let someone else complain about all the soccer. Do podcast about it, because we don't have to do that. Um, as always, y'all, it's been a pleasure doing this show with y'all. I want to thank y'all too personally for taking time of your busy weeks and doing the show with me. Yeah, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. I hope the listeners have enjoyed it and learned something new. Um. I don't know about y'all, but I've had a few people walk up to me and be like, oh, hey, I know you from River City 93. It's kind of kind of like that weird, awkward moment at first of like, you listen to us? And then it's also like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Guys, any final thoughts before we wrap up our last show of the year? No, because we've been talking for 100 minutes and it's after midnight. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. All right. We're all tired here, folks. As always, we want to say thank you once again for taking the time of your day for listening to our show. Until next time, which is probably five months an hour to whenever the team starts doing uh, roster updates. We'll talk to you then. Well, we're about to go to sleep now. Bye! <laughs>